Hey guys, like the Discussing Who podcast? Then you should also check out our friends over at DiceJunkies.com. A YouTube channel and a podcast, Dice Junkies brings you gaming and geek news, discussions, reviews, and a whole lot more. Check them out over at DiceJunkies.com. Tell them Discussing Who sent you. Everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 54 of Discussing Who, and this particular episode we have paired with our friends at Reality Breached to actually have an interview or a pre-interview, so to speak. Well, it was an interview regardless one way or the other, but it was an interview with a gentleman by the name of Greg from AVC Conventions. So why was AVC Conventions important to us? Why did we want to talk to him and why are we having this interview? Well, for us, next Saturday, in, and actually Saturday and Sunday, in Jackson, Mississippi, will be the Mississippi Comic Con. And again, that's in Jackson, Mississippi. You can go to MississippiComicCon.com, just do a Google search. You can come up with it and come and find it. But you can also look in the show notes because we'll have those in the show notes just so that you can get all their social media and all that good stuff. So, again, why are we having an interview with them? Well, Reality Breach, along with Clarence with Techpedition, who's also part of Discussing Who, of course, as well as our friends at Dice Junkies, we will all be there for Saturday as well as Sunday to do interviews as well as have some panels. So what we wanted to do was sit down with the gentleman who was actually over the Comic-Con and just kind of get an idea of what goes into planning a con. How do you get people coming in? What are your purposes for having a con? And just basically, what did you want to do with the con itself? This is actually part two of the interview Visit our friends at realitybreach.com to take a listen to the first part. Then put us on hold, do whatever you want to, download us, then come back and listen and listen to part two. So you'll get part one on Reality Breached and then come back, of course, here for part two. If you've already listened to part one, all you'll need to do is continue listening. So without further ado, we're going to take you right into the interview and I will be back at the very end to do a wrap up. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? I have a more, uh, more fun, less serious question. <laughs> <laughs> it's um one of the big reasons why, to me, these people like people and fans and everybody that wants to come to the comic cons is to dress up cosplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, what are some of the best cosplays you've seen? Strictly for Mississippi. From my show? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that narrows it down. Because the best cosplay I've ever seen, I was at a show. I went to a show in Huntsville, I think, to meet Chris Claremont. Uh, and I couldn't believe he was there, honestly. Uh, 
I got a big stack of stuff signed by him, and he sat and talked to me for, you know, 20 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, I got a full run of Wolverine signed. I got first, first, um... The other series, Wolverine signed. I got a bunch of X-Men stuff signed. And then I got... Um, <laughs> I am not worthy. I got... What else? Oh, Alpha Flight. Ooh. First issue of Alpha Flight. And... Alpha Flight at the house. I went... We had Bob McCloud at our show. So I got Bob to sign the same issue. So I was excited. But the, probably the, the best cosplay ever... Well, the best cosplay ever was what... That's why I was telling that story. Some kid dressed up as Zordon from Power Rangers, and he had this thing on his head, <laughs> and he had all the Power Rangers stuck to it with magnets, oh. and he was Zordon, and then he had, uh, what was the Royal Road called? Awesome. Uh, Alpha 5. Alpha 5 was there, too. And so his face was Zordon, and he had the Power Rangers facing him, and he walked around <laughs> like that all day. So he had, like, a diorama on his yeah, face? Yeah, he had a diorama yeah, on his cool. Power Rangers, and he was Zordon. Yeah. Wow. I really wish he would have came to our show, because we had Zordon, but... I think he would have flipped out. Like David is super nice. He would have loved seeing that. Um, but the best, gosh, it's hard to say. Like the the people we've had as our guests have always done really good cosplay outfits. Um, but guest wise, probably the uh, Hunter S. Thompson. There was a kid that came as a Hunter S. Thompson and he carried a typewriter around with him all day and just ran around <laughs> screaming about uh, uh, what was it that he said. And it was, I mean, it's not comics, but it was awesome. I knew exactly who it was. Uh, oh, he kept saying something about the bats. Like he ran around screaming about the bats all day. Uh, bat, we're in bat country. Um, like, that's... That's dedication. Oh, it was He has the, he had the like, yes. the, the weird cigarette mm-hmm. thing. There was a group of kids that came to our show in Shreveport that were dressed like, one of them was an alien, Xenomorph. Uh, oh, wow. And one of them had the thing on his face, the face sucker. I'm sure I won't find it. I'm going to look Ridley right Scott? Now. One of them dressed as Ridley Scott? No, I think one of them was Ripley. Ridley, Ridley, what I said. You said Ridley Scott. Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know if they were. I don't know. I don't know. I dressed as the director of the movie. I know. I know the people that I know. I'm the director. Yeah, I was thinking that was what you were going to say, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this kid was awesome. Uh, and that's the thing I like is when the kids come and dress up, and then there's families that'll come and uh, they will. All, like there was a family of Dragon Ball Z. I think they were uh, uh, Bulma and I don't really know a lot about Vegeta? it. Vegeta, Bulma, and what's the kid? Trunks. Yeah, I think that's what they were dressed like, and that was cool. Um, Congratulations! You got to talk about Dragon Ball Z. Well, they they have like the best father and the worst father coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goku and Piccolo, man. Vegeta. What was his name? Velveeta? Velveeta. Vegeta. Keep playing with me. Master Cheese. Master Cheese. I mean, there's so many every show that like, it's hard to pin one down. Um, and they go all out. Like, that's why when you were asking about the Phoenix thing, like, that's one of the first things we got. It wasn't because... I don't think it's because people are worried that they're going to get hurt or injured at our show. They just want to still have fun. Yeah. Like, they don't want us to take away that. And what they don't get is, like, a lot of the fun for people is the dressing up. And they spend their entire year getting their costumes (laughs) ready. And, you know, it's... it's, we get a lot of, well, there'll be, well, I don't know how many, but there should be some Boba Fett's, or Boba Fett's, because Jeremy's going to be there. Um, and I like to see, like, girls dressing up in all different races, because there's a lot of stigma about, you know, girls can't do it, or, you know, can't dress like this, because that character's white, and, like, who cares? Yeah, look at that. Oh, cool. It's Predator. That's the other one. Oh, that's Predator. cool. That yeah, they're dressed good. like... And they had free hugs. Oh, wow. Free hugs. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the coolest that I saw at that show. 
Um, Are you guys going to have a um, cosplay costume contest? Yeah, on Saturday. We uh, we try to always do it Saturday because mm-hmm. um, it gives people the, a chance to come on Sunday and just not have to dress up. Yeah. Because uh, they pretty much have to stay dressed up the entire day because the contest is until the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a really good tank girl at Shreveport. I mean, there's so many good... So I know our um, um, panel is on Sunday. Are you doing panels throughout? Both yeah, all days? day long. All, all day days. long and in two rooms. Cool. We're actually, I'm trying to get the schedule finished so I can announce it today, but there'll be panels in the main panel room all day Saturday and Sunday. And then there'll be panels in the secondary panel room all day Saturday and Sunday. Because we try to, a lot of people just want to come see those or... If they've been there a while, they want to get a break, and if there's something cool they want to watch or, or learn about, they'll they'll go. Um, yeah, it's a lot of really good. We get a lot of good submissions for panels, um, but yeah, all the guests do a panel. Um, some of them are together, like the two Power Rangers will be together to do a panel. Um, David and, and Walter. Makes sense. Clive, Clive Revel and um, Mark Dotson will do a panel together because they're both in Star Wars movies. Uh, trying to think of who, oh, Sean and Chris will be together because Dragon Ball. They did a panel together in Shreveport. Uh, it was fun. And it was, it was Sean's birthday. Um, what else? Yeah, it's really neat to be able to get because a lot of people when they meet the guests at their table they're shy and they don't want to talk to them but if they're in a group a group in a room together they might have more of a uh, inkling to actually ask something or somebody else might ask something that they wanted to hear so the panels are cool because they get to actually interact with the people in person and they they like to they make it fun um and our, our moderator is really good. Uh, he's done shows like Texas Frightmare and like all a bunch of other stuff. So he's good at keeping the questions going and keeping the crowd into it. Um, it's really fun. It's cool to see. I, I sometimes will go in the room and just sit in the back and watch because um, I like to see the interaction. Because a lot of the guests are super into the panels, like Chris and Sean. Nuts! Uh, they get the crowd going crazy. Uh, Jason Muse was at our show in Shreveport. He went, he didn't sit down the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, I can see that too. Yeah, and a lot of them will walk around in the crowd, and you know they won't stay up on the stage. We've had Chuck Huber, who's an anime guy, at a few of our shows. He does a headstand on stage. What? He's really into yoga and, and stuff, so, like he'll start off doing some kind of pose on the stage. Okay. Yeah, he's super into his fans too. And then some people we have to actually coax, but once they're up there, they won't stop talking. Right. Like uh, Rocco from Boondock Saints, we have to beg him to go on stage every time, but once he's up there, he doesn't want to leave because you just get in that. You get into and... it, and yeah. Because a lot of them are, they're not, like, they're actors, but they're still shy people. Yeah. So it's like, man, I don't really want to go on stage. What about the wrestlers? I bet you they can talk forever. Some of them can, and some Mm. of them are the same way. It's a persona. Like, they just Mm -hmm. turn it on. And if they're not wrestling, it's just... Chill, man. Yeah. I mean, Hacksaw Dugan is crazy, and he'll scream the whole time uh, and the, the the fun the coolest transformation I think I've ever seen as far as wrestlers go is Ted DiBiase because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know he's a preacher yes and you know he lives right Clinton. down the street yep and <laughs> I've been to his had him, shows we've had him at uh, our shows and he loves us but I've I've purposely sat because I knew he was going to do it. He'd go up on the stage, and there's just a switch that he turns on. He turns from preacher Mr. DiBiase to Million Dollar Man. And it's just nuts, because it is so far from how he is as a person. Yeah. 
it's just like it's crazy. That's cool. And people love it because they want to see Million Dollar Man. But then, you know, at the same time, he's Ted. So it's it's cool to see. But I'm really interested in hearing some of the stories Nikolai has from that's coming because Nikolai Kolsloff, Nikolai Volkov, yeah, Volkov, yeah. Because his thing, Kolsloff, Nikolai Kolsloff, Yeah, there was them too. I think they were a tag team. But the cool thing about him is, for the past, I don't know if he still does it, but he's worked up in Baltimore as like a code inspector. <laughs> so like, if you have in some code violations at your building, he's the one that comes in. <laughs> is he coming singing? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like Steven Seagal being he's a sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I read an Sorry. article online that a guy used to work with him and he said he's like this huge prankster. But I'm interested to hear his stories about, you know, basically in the 80s he was the biggest bad guy because he was Russian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of interested. I'm, I don't know if anybody's going to ask him, but I'd be interested to hear. Like now, does he think there's a a place in wrestling for somebody to do that back because of what's going on in the world? Because that's why they did it back then. I've been waiting for Vince to do that, but I'm, I'm thinking surprised. There's, 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 I'm surprised that they haven't. Yeah. I think it's a little too sensitive right now. I'm probably going to wait. So that's what I think it might yeah, be. I mean, Trump yeah, yeah uh, I think that's why he won't do it, because he's friends with Trump. Because yeah. wrestling is always kind of a bastion for that. And Linda is stereotype. in. She's in his small cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Small so there's the, but I mean, at the end of the day, Vince wants to make some money. So. <laughs> and you, he's going to make that money. All he needs is some Russian you know, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think the chances are that within the next four years, Trump and some Russian wrestler are actually at... WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, well, well, sure. Trump has been. Yeah, I know, I know. He's the president. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it as the president. Yeah. <laughs> he just comes in, all of a sudden the lights go off and you're fired. <laughs> the whole country's fired. <laughs> he just floats from the top. So, let me ask you this. Have you been uh, surprised by the, the amount of people coming? You talked about people standing in line. And oh, yeah. Like yeah. Would you, were you ever surprised by the just the sheer amount of people. Yeah, because I mean, now we're we're pushing you know ten thousand people at the show. Last year I think we had a little, around eight, and you know as we get a little because if you base it on percentages, each year as much as we go up, this year we should be close to ten. Um, it's it's crazy to me because like number one. It's very hard for us to gauge Jackson because a lot of... We learned it the hard way because I was paranoid the first few years, but a lot of people in Jackson don't pre-order or don't, you know, do... They wait until the show. Um, So, like, we're waiting at the morning of the show, like, oh, please, I hope people show up. And everybody's, like... But the thing that's cool is we're not just getting Jackson. We're getting, like, last, maybe it was the year before, but one of the years somebody told me they flew in from North Carolina. And we're getting people from Texas. And I get emails, you know, hey, can I buy tickets at the show because I'm driving from, like, eight hours away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's crazy. No, <laughs> because you reply back. That's crazy, but yes, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yes, you can buy your ticket. I'll sell it to you. But yeah, it, it's nuts that that many people are showing up to our shows. But on the other hand, you know, I'm almost scared for it to get too much bigger because I like the I like the vibe we have, like. I get asked all the time, hey, have you ever been to San Diego? I'm like, no. That is too many people. Yeah. I don't don't think I'd have any fun. Like, I would love to go just to say I went, Mm -hmm. but I don't like crowds as it is, which people laugh at when they hear that. I can manage it if I am Mm task-oriented, but I don't know how I'd handle a crowd that big. Um, 
Jeez, for me, I wouldn't. And I like, I like the, like, I mean, I of course want it to be as big as it can be, but I like that we're still, you know, we're in, we're 10,000 people at, you know, that's kind of the average because our show in Lafayette's the biggest one, but we're still at that, we're at that level of people, but I don't notice a change in the feel. Like, everybody's still super fun and nice, and everybody still comes away with, like, they still had fun, and the guests still talk about how everybody's so nice to them, and we haven't lost that. And I, and like, I want to be as big and successful as we possibly can. But at the same time, I want to still be the show we started out as. I still want to be the show that the guests want to go to because they have so much fun. And the attendees basically plan. They're like us. Like, I go to some shows and I, I only see people there. I never see them the rest of the year. Like, I only see them... I've traveled to shows and even shows here in Jackson that's the only time I see something and it's cool that it's become like it's one of those things that it's on the calendar like mm-hmm. I hear kids saying that like I can't wait to see you again at the Comic Con because they haven't seen you since the year before because a lot of those kids make the friends at, they have like con friends they make friends at the show, and that's the only time they get to hang out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I are almost the same age, and how cool would that have been if we would have had that, this, when we were growing For me, it was baseball card shows. When I was a kid, I went to a ton of baseball card shows, and I lost a lot of money because they're not worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the fun of going to the show not knowing what's going to be there and looking for something specific. Like, I always had a list of, this is what I'm going to look for. And I would only see some of my friends that were into that stuff at those shows. And it was generally back then at, like, a shopping mall or a flea market or whatever. But it's kind of that same mentality is... The other thing that I think we're doing by physically like having these shows is it's a lot of these kids this is one of the few times they feel comfortable interacting with people like a lot of kids nowadays it's social media when they're at school they're the weirdo or the nerdy kid even though that's still popular it's still you if you're the kid that you know is into something super crazy hyped Unless you have friends that are into that too, you're the weird kid. So, yeah. and, and and there's enough schools, especially in this area. Like, let's say you go to Clinton and you have your five geeky friends, your five five nerdy friends. You go to Comic Con, you get everybody's five nerdy friends oh, yeah. in the yeah. same room. Yeah, yeah. it's like exactly. you multiply. That, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we try to do gaming, and we got video game tournaments, and it's it's still screen stuff. Well, the board games aren't, but it's also, I guess, in a, a kind of a hidden way, it's forcing a lot of these kids to get out interact of socially. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool for me because as a parent, I want, because my kids are nerds, they don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and there's more reasons to become a hermit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a lot easier too. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, you get kicked out, go outside and play. You yeah, couldn't you sit on the computer. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like I could not see my daughter for hours, and I know what she's doing. I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. She's she's doing YouTube videos <laughs> or talking to her friend in in France. You know. Which blows my mind, because that's cool that I didn't get to do that. I had a pen pal. But she's making all these friends, but I don't want her to lose sight of you still have to do that physically. You still have to have social interactions with people, because you might not know it 
as a child, but by you talking to a kid or asking somebody if they want to play uh, whatever game with you, you might be helping that kid because that kid might have never met another person in the world that likes the same thing he does. But now there's a whole room full. And it's parents and it's, it's you know, teenagers. It's not just their age. So it's like everybody has a stereotype of what a nerd or a geek looks like. But you're walking into a room, there's pretty much every shade and size and color of nerd that exists. Yeah. It, ain't, it isn't just what you might think or what your parents might think. Cause that, and that's the hardest part, I think, for a lot of kids is they might be nerdy or geeky, but their parents aren't. So that's why we try to make it to where the families come. You, you know, I know I've said this before, but I keep going back to if there's anything that I've taken away from this conversation is I am very impressed on how much thought you guys have put, not just in getting people to come, but your reasoning behind the things that you do. I just think that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I think a lot of times that gets lost in the shuffle because on the surface, you know, when you get asked, what is the Comic-Con? Oh, well, it's celebrities and people that draw comics and this and this and this, but if you peel that away, it's really a safe place for kids and families to just be themselves. And, I mean, it's not as... That's not as big of a sell as, oh, we got so <laughs> yeah. this show and this show, you know. But I think it goes back to why people come back to you and say, I can't wait to next year and yeah. I can't wait to, uh, or the vendors come back to you and say, or the celebrities come back and say, we really enjoyed, or their agents come and come yeah, back yeah, to you. Yeah. There has to be a reason that causes that. Yeah, and I mean, they see me walking around with my kids wanting to meet people and just having fun and my you know daughter runs up to me and like give me some money I want to buy this <laughs> like I'm just a dad right. I happens to put on a show you know uh, it's nothing extraordinary but if I'm gonna do something I want to do it for the right reasons surface level is putting on a show thanks for coming see you next year but in reality, it's like, how can we do this better next year? Is this guest going to be too, you know, risque for these kids? You know, are these cosplayers, are they wearing something too revealing? Are we, you know, what should we worry about is, you know, like the Vine thing. I don't want anybody waiting out in line anymore. You know, I know it's the South and it's going to be hot, but what can we do to make it better? Uh... Are the vendors, is the flow of the building the right way? Are they going to get enough traffic? I mean, there's all these thoughts that come in our head. Even the smoke That section. we just right. don't, yeah, we just don't talk about because, like, my, my banner on Facebook is nobody cares, work harder. Because at the end of the day... Nobody cares, work harder. Right. Yeah, nobody cares, work harder. Just keep, if you... It's the double. It's another double-edged sword thing for me. It's like I can worry all day long about what we could and couldn't have done different, but at the end of the day, the general consensus is nobody really cares. Just keep working, make it better, um, keep thinking. Because as soon as I become complacent, that's when it's done. Like if it's like an artist, if you ever are satisfied with your artwork, you're done. You might as well quit. And that's the way I look at it. If I'm ever happy completely with one of the shows I do, I need to stop. Because I can always find something to do better. I like that. Yeah. And my wife's an artist, and I told her, I mean, she, we talk about it all the time. And she's always like, man, my artwork is horrible. I'm like, you're crazy. It's so good. And, but then I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about it. It's like, you know what? If she ever is happy with it, she might as well quit. Because you're done. Because you're your own worst critic. And as I want to be my own worst critic, I don't want anybody to complain more than I would about something I'm doing. Because if I do, 
I'm not thinking about it enough or I'm not as invested as I need to be. I want to make sure that I'm the one at the end of the day. Because, I mean, ultimately, I we have to, as a company, we have to be the ones that take all the brunt of everything that happens. You know, it's not our volunteers' fault. And that's what one of the things we try to stress is, like, when we talk to the volunteers, like, look, if there's ever an issue, you're not... You're a volunteer. You shouldn't have to put up with, like, any crap. Right. If somebody starts giving you any, you know, getting mad or whatever, call one of us. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Like, and most of the time, if you approach somebody as the owner of the company, their whole attitude changes. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's easy to complain to the service desk, but when the owner of the company comes down and says, hey, how can, well, I, help you? How can I help you? Like, oh, well, all I wanted to say was, you know, it's a whole different demeanor. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. Anymore. It's not really a big deal, but I think you should blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for telling me, you know. Uh, it's not this dude's fault or this, this girl's fault. Don't take it out on them. It's a lot easier to do that when it's somebody that has no control because you feel bigger than they are. But, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> you were spitting out knowledge, man. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 good stuff. <laughs> like, I, was, I was thinking, it's really funny that when you know people get into artwork for a lot of reasons, one of those reasons is to be happy. It's like, do, do what makes you happy. Oh, well, doing art makes me happy. Yeah. Well, but if you're happy with what you're doing... I really like that. I mean, <laughs> then you yeah, should it's, stop. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's it's a weird... Oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I'll ask my wife, can you imagine you doing your, anything else? And she's like, no. And I said, well, see there, you're doing what you're supposed to. Because yeah. she tells me, like, even no matter how much I complain, I have a long day or get in the, get like last night, got done at three in the morning. I was exhausted. And, but I'm, but I mean, you know what? I could have a worse job. I could be doing a lot worse things. I used to work for a plumbing company. Oh, ooh. Yeah. For my in laws. Oh, yeah. So no. I'm like, well, do I really want to be doing that again? No offense to them, but is that what I really want to be doing? Or am I, am I happy with what I'm doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's the same. If you, you find uh, something you love, you never work a day in your life. And yep. I don't feel like I work. Like I, it's it's criminal that I get to meet you know comic book artists that I've loved and and but it goes back to the whole thing is like when people say I wish I had your job I'm like well you might want to think about that because all you see is the show you don't see the six seven eight months preparation and no sleep and I'm always away from my family and you know. I got kids at home that I'm, I'm, I wish I was at home right now. But you don't see that. You see, hey, I'm hanging out with Ernie Hudson, and hey, I'm hanging out with this guy. I'm like, that's one day. Like, I don't talk to them on the phone. Like, they're there for the show, and it's like, they're nice, and that's cool. And every now and they're like, hey, happy birthday, you know, but... It's not like they're hanging out at my house. Uh, how it's, cool would it be to get a text from Ernie Hudson on your birthday? Be like, hey, I'm in town. Where you at? For us, luckily, we haven't had a guest yet that was difficult or didn't have fun with the fans. Or... No divas? No. And, and I don't know if it's just because what I was saying, like they all feel welcome and everybody's nice to them at the shows. And it's it's, a, it's a change from like some of the big shows that you know it's a different vibe. It's more of a you know business deal, uh, and it's I mean they're still meeting fans, but it might be overwhelming to them. And I never thought of that. It's like for you to come to a show as a celebrity, being known for whatever. I mean, from you know the guy that's known as Zordon David to. Ernie Hudson, who's known for all kinds of stuff. You never think from their perspective, like, what are they getting out of it? Yeah. You know, a lot of it is like, you know, you still want to be known for something and it's cool, but a lot of them that I've seen personally, like, they thank them for being there. Like, thank you for coming, you know, 
I'm so happy that you, you came here today. Which, they don't have to do that. They can just, like, here's your signature, boom. Take a picture, boom, done. But, like, we haven't had a guest yet that wasn't just as excited to be there with us as the people were for them to be there. And, like, we get a lot of messages like, I can't believe you got so-and-so to show up. I'm like, they're like, what did you do? I'm like, we asked them. <laughs> you know, we asked if they could, and they are like, yes. And now that we've done it for so many years, we're getting the good reputation of, like, oh, that's a cool show to go to. And luckily for us, it's in a time frame that there's really not a lot of competition. Like, uh, that's what I was worried about when I... So I was like, how many other shows are there? Like, who are we going to be able to even get? Because there's so many shows, and like, we're just a little dinky show. They're not going to want to come to our show. And, but yeah, it's, it's worked out well. And the more we do them, the more the agents are impressed, and the more that the guests themselves are like, oh, I'm going to go tell my friends they need to come to your show. And like, the, with our anime shows, we basically have booked one of the uh, producers at Funimation twice because she's a voice actress but she also produces shows Calm down uh, oh, I, I got back I went back Colleen Klinkenbeard <laughs> do you know her? Uh, no she does the voice of Luffy on One Piece what? yeah <laughs> she's done our shows twice uh, I've been gone every yeah, single but time but she 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 was in the green room eating lunch one day, and I generally just go ask them, hey, you know, how's you the day You mean she going? eats lunch? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how's the day going? You know, are you having fun? She's like, I don't know what you guys do, but this is crazy. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, how are there so many people here? I was like, I don't know. We just go, like, promote it. And she's like, but she's like, I know you. You don't, you're like, you're not really into this, right? I'm like, not really, but, I mean, I research it. I, I try to know as, as much as I can because I want to know what people are talking about and she's like we love your shows because like normally anime shows they go and they sign for a couple hours and that's it but for our shows from the very beginning we told them like we don't do it that way if you want to come do the show you got to be there all day and you'll do one panel and that's it and it's always a one day show and at first, we had some skepticism, you know, skepticism like, eh, I don't know, that sounds weird. I don't know if I want to be there all day. But she was one of the first ones we booked because we did a show in Shreveport, and she's from there. Like, she was born there. She didn't grow up there, but she was born there, so that was our selling point. It's like, you know, welcome back, hometown, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she came, and next thing you know... Well, my best friend is Brina Palencia. My best friend is, you know, uh, uh, gosh, what's, uh, Trina from uh, Attack on Titan. Like, all her best friends are all the voice actors. <laughs> and so she's like, I'll tell them, you know, if you ever want to book any of them, just let me know and I'll talk to them. And that's how it started. It's like, you never really know the gym you're getting. And you never really know, just by being nice and doing what you're supposed to, where it's going to lead. So, like, Brina, Brina Monica Rial, who was Bulma now in Dragon Ball, they all came to the last anime show we did. And they came based on the fact <laughs> that Colleen is there too. Like, this is the other thing where you're talking about where we overthink a lot of things because I think it's overthinking but I think it pays off we were doing a show in Jackson our first anime show and it was Women's History Month and I didn't really think about it but our entire guest panel and all of our cosplayers were female (laughs) all of our guests were female that, that month and one of the people that interviewed me asked me, like, did you do it on purpose? I'm like, not really, but I guess it worked out. And, <laughs> but the big thing was Colleen told me at the show, she said, thank you for inviting Brina and Colleen. I mean, Brina and uh, Monica. She said, you know we're best friends, right? And I'm like, yeah, I knew. She's like, 
we hardly ever get to hang out. And we got to actually hang out and have dinner together. And she said, because they're so busy doing voice stuff. And I said, yeah, I knew. And I figured that would be cool for you guys to actually do a show together and kind of hang out. Plus, I knew, or I hoped, by getting them together that the show instantly would be even better because they're going to be in a good mood yeah. the whole yeah. time. Right. And that's how it was. Like, they couldn't stop laughing. They were having jokes. They were taking pictures all together. Domino effect. Yeah, yeah. And, like, at a lot of shows, you can't get a picture of more than one person together. They were running back and forth, like, we got to get a picture of all of us for this guy because he wants it. And this girl has been waiting, and let's do a picture together. And it was, it just made... We expected a thousand people, maybe. I think there was over two thousand showed up on that one day, and it was crowded and it was crazy. But not one person complained because they were having so much fun. And that's the thing: like you can have a crazy, crowded show if you're keeping everybody's having fun, and that's. I mean, I guess that's what we keep hoping to do is as the crowds get bigger, don't lose sight of what are we here for? We want our fun. Let's make everybody have fun. So, all right. Well, you're doing great work. <laughs> uh, to just say that, you know, what's something you did is going to have 10,000 people at it. There's not yeah. many people in the tri-state area that can say that. So, congratulations. Absolutely. I wish. We're excited. We can't wait to come. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have anything you want to leave us with? Uh, the yeah, nuggets of wisdom. I don't tell, know. Tell people I've, I've expanded all my nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want, it's, you know, it's a two-day show. It's The hours are good. It's 10 to 6 Saturday, 10 to 5 Sunday. We're experimenting with the hours Sunday because we are in the South and church and all that. But what we thought was... Since the ticket prices are the same both days, we should make it equal, like the, as close to the same hours as possible. Makes sense. So you're getting the same value. Um, and, you know, we get asked a lot, do we have to dress up? No, but it's encouraged because it's fun. I want families to come if at all possible. I really want to see, you know, parents with their kids having fun. Um, you don't have to get autographs. Like, that's a misconception. Like, you, once you pay to get in, you don't have to spend another dime. All the panels are free. Um, there's video game tournaments. There's going to be people, you know, they're teaching people how to play games. Um, GameStop will be there giving away a ton of stuff. The CW will be there giving away a ton of stuff. Um, I, most of the guests that we have have no problem with you coming up and saying hello to them. They're going to make you buy anything. <laughs> That's another thing people are scared of. Like, can I just say hello to them? Like, yeah, just go say hi. They're people. Yeah, I mean, don't, you know, they're not going to stand there and talk to you for two hours, but they have no problem with you saying hi to them. You know, come make sure you check out the vendors because there's a lot of good stuff. Um, we've got a bunch of comic book uh, vendors got a bunch of you know, shirts and toys and everything you can think of. Um, I'm excited about the artists that are going to be there. Stephen Butler, is he designed our logo, and he is awesome. He did Spider-Man in the 90s. He did Archie. He did Sonic. Um, I used to read Sonic. He's got his own <laughs> comic now. He created, he created the character himself. And then Sam Delarosa will also be there. He drew Venom in the 90s. So, ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and he did Spider-Woman, uh, Black Panther, which I'm hoping the new movie gets him a ticket and get him some Black Panther stuff drawn. But his big thing is he did the Venom miniseries, the one uh, Venom's on the cover, and they made all the different like foil covers. And oh, yeah. He, he did that. Um and then Marcus and Greg, Marcus Williams and Greg Burnham will be there. They created a, it's probably one of the best ideas I've ever heard of in the past few years. Do you know the Tuskegee Airmen? Mm -hmm. yes. The The black guy, 
soldiers. Well, they decided what if the descendants of the Tuskegee Airmen were pilots of basically uh, Evangelion robots. So they created a, a comic book called Tuskegee Airs. So they're the heirs of the That's Tuskegee Airmen, but they're all driving these big giant robots. And they'll be there they with their comic. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, but Marcus is an amazing artist. He did, I don't know, if you're on the internet a lot, there was a picture of Diana and Nubia, the mm-hmm. black and yeah. white Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. He drew that. Like, he did a tribute to it because, like, they actually introduced that character back in, like, Wonder Woman 200-something. And then I think she's in the movie, like, cameo. But most people don't realize there's two Wonder Woman. Right. They made a black and white because of the dark and light clay. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Very good. I, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know why. I didn't know that either. <laughs> but he did a care. He did a drawing of it, and it basically broke the internet. Like people went insane because I don't think a lot of people knew there was both of them. But Marcus's artwork is like it's ridiculous. He used to do a comic. He did a uh, he did a comic book called Hero Cats, where all the heroes were. Uh, cats <laughs> which I mean it's pretty simple but it, like people like cats so it's smart but now he does like he reimagines superheroes as, as uh, like little black kids which is cool because kids need to see that wow cool but when we announced them I pushed their announcement real big at like JSU and Tougaloo and, and smart. Grambling because Marcus, no, Greg graduated from Grambling. So did my mother. We, we, we actually, we, we went to Grambling and promoted. And I got asked so many times, why the hell did you go there? I'm like, why won't I go there? That's it's awesome. Yeah. It's out in the middle of nowhere, but Yeah, awesome. that's the thing. <laughs> we thought we got lost, but then I found it. And, uh, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it's like, there is no correct answer when you ask who likes comics. <laughs> yeah. Like, comic book readers. Yeah, like people that like comic books. People that grew up on And there's some people that liked them when they were kids and just never really thought about it again. But then we come in and like, boom, look at all the stuff we got. And, and like, oh, man, I'm going to get back into it. At the end of the day, we want everybody to have fun. And we don't want anybody to think that they can't come because it's there is no dress code, there is no, you know, it's it's uh, it's everybody can show up. Everybody is welcome to have fun. Why wouldn't they? So this year we're trying to get more of like the children's museum and the art museum, and we want more of the community involved, like businesses, because mm-hmm. I mean. Four years in, I don't know if the city even knows what we're doing. Like the actual city, like council people and like the people in yeah, charge. Yeah, you're probably right. Which I, I think do, they know what they're doing. Well, I do a lot of shows. <laughs> I go to a lot of shows in like the the all the mayors behind it, and they do like you know Comic Con Day, and the airport shuts down and calls itself something different. That's what they do in Pensacola. Like they change the name of the airport for the month to the intergalactic airport and they have Star Wars stuff everywhere and like all kinds of cool stuff so they're super into it get the new mayor of uh, Jackson though. so I mean the more we have the community involved for me it's better too because like who knows what it'll lead to if, if all of a sudden it's cool to like comic books kids might start reading them or in general reading anything you know because yeah. it's not like the state's real high on a lot of education things no you got that right no 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 no. so well but you guys know anything else I just know we're excited to come and we, we appreciate you spending yeah. your time with us and yeah, man, talking to us and yeah enlightening us yeah <laughs> we'll and I'm, I'm sure we will enjoy the show 
And we hope you enjoyed the interview, and I'm glad you stuck around to listen to me at the very end. And as you know, I like to do the closing and the openings because, um, you know, my other two co-hosts of Discussing Who don't seem to want to do the openings. But So since it's left to me, I guess, and since I'm the only one here talking, I suppose I will do the wrap-up. I want to thank, once again, uh, Greg from ABC Conventions uh, for t- spending some time. He actually spent several hours with us talking on Saturday, and we really appreciated that. So, uh if you are in Mississippi and if you're planning to attend the Mississippi Comic Con, we will have a Doctor Who panel Sunday morning in the smaller panel room at the convention. It will be at 11 a.m. Again, that's Sunday morning, June the 25th. It will be on the smaller or in the smaller um, panel room. So uh, come check us out. We will be in there talking about one of my favorite topics. Uh, one thing I think I could talk about until I was literally TARDIS blue in the face. But uh, come check us out. We will be there. The uh, other guys from Reality Breached as well as Dice Junkies will also have at believe the time is 3.40 that afternoon. We'll have another panel in the same panel room. So uh, come check us out. We'll be there. And thanks again to Reality Breach for coming in and doing the interview with us. And that was a lot of fun to do. So without that, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.